Welcome everyone to another episode of Plastic Hearts Podcast. My name is Fonzie. I'm joined by uh, indie game dev extraordinaire Gavin Jones. Gavin, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Talk about some video games. Yeah. Did you play anything over the weekend? I did. Um, there's a new game that just came out called Blazing Beaks. I Whoa. think it just came out. Uh, it's like a roguelite where uh, as you're going on along, uh, you can pick up these artifacts, and these artifacts give you debuffs. Okay. And so you're picking them up, and it's making the game harder to play and harder to play. Uh-huh. Um, and you see what they are before you pick them up or what they do. You can choose to, I see. Right. And um, eventually when you get to a shop, you can give them all to a crow and the crow will spit back out uh, relatively the same amount of items. It's usually plus or minus one. Okay. Um, and they will now be buffs. Oh. So it's this fun little risk reward where you're trying to give yourself a hard time and then get but you get to cash them in for for buffs yeah and that's oh. it's really it's really fun to play although i wish the graphics were a little less uh clear or had a little more contrast because okay. the enemies and the terrain all kind of blend in with the background and everything mm. so that can be a little bit frustrating uh, but yeah it's really cool that's cool you're really into these roguelike games i feel like that's your that's your shit that's, that's my shit <laughs> that's my shit right there that's cool though that's yeah, awesome they're fun hmm so, what about you? I played a little bit of Ghost Recon, the old one, Wildlands, that came out mm. what maybe a year and a half ago, a year ago. Yeah. Um, when they announced the the sequel uh, a couple of days ago, they put it on sale, Ubisoft. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll dip in, and it's it's interesting, it's fun. You're just mm-hmm. kind of running around and doing these, you know, uh, these missions as whatever you know military, uh, um, um, paid military dudes to go out into whatever random country. I think they're they're in a fictional country. And they're just, you know, just fucking up the drug cartel. For Bob um, Zimway? Yeah. <laughs> but the gameplay's cool. <laughs> I'm going to put that in a game. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll still uh, insult someone or offend someone. I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> is it, It's though? a real country. I don't know. I, I, if not, we'll, fi- we'll found that country. Find? Start. I feel like uh, start is the lamest word for that, but. <laughs> I'm rambling. I'm rambling. We'll make it up. I need you to, to rein me in when I'm just going going full idiot mode. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't play much besides that. I don't know. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I just maybe like two or three hours. I haven't been playing a lot lately, but yeah, it was cool. It was dope. I'm really excited for the sequel. It just looks more interesting. They seem like the gameplay oh. is just tighter and um, just more interesting. The, with yeah. the they're throwing in these robot kind of futuristic tech with the the uh, atmosphere of like this jungle, this fictional country again. So it's a cool like dichotomy to see that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Does the villain do it for you at all? The guy who's playing the villain. Yeah, he's super over the top. They start the game with this intro of him kind of uh, talking about, he's like a, like a drug cartel version of Kingpin almost. You know, he's like this yeah. uber tough dude and... Um, but he's trying to create this country just based on violence and stuff. But um, yeah. I don't know. He seems like a sort of generic baddie. Maybe there's something there. I imagine you kill him in the game, so he's just kind of taken yeah. out. But, yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? I mean, it looks all right. Yeah. It's a weird use of that actor. Mm, I'm not familiar with the, the actor that does that. He's in uh, The Walking Dead, and he also plays The Punisher on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. The... Uh, uh, so I think I know what you're talking about. There's like a DLC with that guy. With yeah, the, I with think the he was in the last. Di- well, the yeah, last yeah. DLC was like a hint at this game. Yeah. Um, and now he's just straight up the villain, which is a weird 
I don't know use of him. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I see what you. Yeah. It's this guy. He's it's weird. a it's a good three D representation of him. Mm, I I appreciate like I appreciate now that like you look at that face that looks exactly like the faces in the Killzone three trailer or Killzone two trailer. We finally come to that point. Yeah. Yeah. We finally <laughs> got there a full generation later. Right. But to be fair, I mean, you can totally do that. You could totally redo that trailer with current in, in game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You correctly. Could. That would be uh, badass for was a gorilla to actually just yeah. just on a whim, just release it. Maybe <laughs> to kind of advertise the next, you know, kill zone. I'm sure they'll do another kill zone. Yeah. But yeah, to be like, hey, this is in game. We're doing that actual actual footage. I remember yeah. that whole thing happening and just the drama that unfolded from that being whether it was real, whether they could uh you know, reach those goals. But if you remember when Killzone 2 came out, it wasn't that far off. Like it was pretty, you know, no, it was, it was, it was close was, to as much as it could be. I would say it was a different kind of gorgeous. Mm. It was super pretty. It didn't look like that trailer, no. but it was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And, and Killzone time, 3 looked even better. Right. Yeah, that exactly. Was, yeah. Yeah. I think that franchise doesn't get that much credit. Uh, I've, I played, I've dipped into each mm. of them and they're not super duper fun, but there's like yeah. something there. Um, the last one on PS4 that it launched with was actually really dope too. Yeah. Did you ever play the multiplayer though? Not really. No. The, the multiplayer in two and three was so good, and it was mm. a really, really good mix of old school gameplay and new school gameplay, and okay. the maps were just incredible. So I was I was just having a blast just running around. Nice. And yeah, it was it was really fun multiplayer. That was my favorite part, honestly, which is not the part anyone talks about. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Really fun classes too. Yeah, I didn't get to play enough with it. I, I think there was slight jetpack mechanics at one point, or just they just kind of were playing with movement around in the, in the. I think by the third one, or maybe definitely just by additions. the definitely by the fourth one anyway. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, it'd be fun to revisit that uh, fourth one on PS4. Yeah, uh, and that one was gorgeous. I love that they kind of. Use that as their like beautiful game to show off the power of the PS4 because it, it looked awesome. That shit was pretty. Mm-hmm. That shit was pretty. Well, let's get let's talk about some stuff that happened. About some videos. Uh, we have uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. When I saw this, I thought this is right up your alley because I know you've played it or you're replaying it recently. I'm playing it. Yeah, yeah. need um, to get back into playing it. Yeah, but. <laughs> And so it was gone for a while when the Sony initially announced this at uh, PSX uh, 2015. And so this was a legit kind of, you know, going over some new footage or new remade footage, right? With yeah, the, it's new. With yeah. the trailer. Um, what do you think seeing that? Uh, I, I thought it was... I'm glad... Uh, so something people uh, were kind of upset about when the new one came out um, was... So the game's been had so many setbacks. Um, mm. People were wondering, like, is it still episodic? Right, right. And uh, I guess this kind of confirmed that, yeah, it's episodic because this okay. is all before you leave the starting uh, town, which for me was actually good because I'm not very far in the game, but everything yeah. in that trailer was something I'd seen. Okay. Um, so they're reimagining it somewhat or just... Um you know what? What do you mean by it? stuff you haven't? You just haven't been, uh, you haven't gotten to that point in the game. No, no, I, it's that? all stuff that since I'm not that far, and this is clearly from the first episode, uh. they're not. They didn't show anything further than where I've gotten to. Okay, gotcha. Um, which which is good for me. So I have I do have legitimately time to catch up on this sucker. Mm. Um, I I do worry about the tone. I know that was something people were concerned about because it's, um. 
it got a lot darker after the movie Advent Children came out. Okay. Whereas the 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 game is actually pretty goofy, silly. Like, yeah, Cloud's very uh, angsty and in emo and whatnot. Yeah. But um, the the game as a whole is pretty funny. Okay. Um, you thinking so they're losing that, or they're they're still going with that idea in this remake? Well, I heard they were doing a mix of the two, and a uh, lot of a lot of fans they let some fans come in and play it, and they said they were very happy with it. Okay. But I wonder if they kind of backpedaled, because uh, mm. that looks, from what I remember, like Advent Children Cloud. Gotcha. Um, Maybe they're pulling from like visual styles, you know, and yeah. then but um, tone wise, they'll keep with something that's a balance. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember those. I didn't play any of the, you know, the original, but I do get that vibe right off the bat that it is this kind of more playful, less serious, you know, and I get that yeah. they go that route afterwards, but yeah. I feel like for a remake, they should still lean closer to that original vibe in, yeah. in, the, in seven. You got to have some of it. Uh, it is kind of funny. The thing I thought was neat, though, is there's a couple of uh, throwaway characters in your party right at the start. I assume they're throwaways anyway. Mm. Um that had a lot of personality to them. Okay. Uh, but their models were stupid simple. So you kind of just in your head had to make up what they look oh, like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so it was neat in this trailer getting a vision yeah. of what these people, and they still look pretty generic. Mm, maybe um, they intentionally yeah, kept that. But it was, it was kind of just nice to have like a, a face to the voice in my head, I guess, gotcha. when, I, when I'm reading their lines. So That's cool. Are you playing on cool. Switch? Yeah, there was a Switch. seven remake. Gotcha. Yeah, which cool. is nice. Yeah, so they 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 did um, focus on the fact that it is um, still episodic. What does it uh, make you? How do you feel about them going forward? Do you think we're closer to you know an episode one release, or are we still Have waiting for a while? Yeah? yeah, and then I imagine you know how long until we you know what's their their timeline to release these? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's gonna be. I hope it's a relatively quick timeline, but it's it's a lot of stuff to remake, mm. um, and like the complexity of those cities. Yeah, you know, back then uh, it was maybe a little bit easier to make because you could lean on the less detail. Yeah, and now you can't for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So we'll see. I yep. I hope I hope it's good. I did pull up some uh, details. So one thing I found interesting was, so in May of 2017, it was revealed development on Final Fantasy VII Remake had moved from a third-party developer to in-house at Square Enix. So uh -huh. hopefully that's helping them kind of uh, quickly, you know, or, uh, yeah, just get this out of the door quickly. Yeah. At least for the first uh, episode, I think that would be good for the fans to finally get something they can play because it was announced, what, yeah, yeah PSX 2015. That's a while ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Square Enix has their own E3 presentation. It's uh, June 10th at 6 p.m., which I uh, have some more details on E3, but E3 is really close. It's uh, less yeah. than a month away, which yeah. is nuts to me. But yeah. So that was announced at uh, PlayStation State of Play event. Now, we did get some more announcements, uh, a release date for Medieval. There was a remake of uh, oh, yeah. the game Medieval. That looked super old school. Yeah. That <laughs> I never played it, but played it looking either. at it, that looks... looks cool. Like just a prettier PlayStation 1 game. Right, right. So that's uh, October 25th is when that will come out, Yeah, uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah, I, I have no intention on playing it, but I like that they're doing that. It's like a fan service kind yeah. of thing. That's cool. Uh, Monster Hunter World is getting a, an expansion called Iceborne. That's coming out uh, September 6, 2019, and a PC release this winter. And there was a trailer that showed off, which looked cool, which is kind of a change. I don't know if it's a, f a completely different part of the map or a change to the map. I'm not sure. But, uh, it's probably a completely different map. You, you might be right. Yeah, that makes but sense. But I, I don't play Monster Hunter games. 
No, I did. Um, I didn't buy it. It's actually on Xbox's um, their Game Pass. So mm-hmm. I downloaded it over the weekend. I just barely started playing that, but uh, I do want to jump into that. I would like to see if uh, so. There's sort of like a almost rival game to it mm-hmm. on PC because there was no. I feel like that's the. Re- I, I forget what it's called. Is uh, it more of a cartoony looking? Very I mean, cartoony. Cartoon. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. What yeah. You're talking about. I just read something on that. Um, and a lot of people really liked it, and I feel yeah. like it, it had even a start because Monster Hunter never came to PC, and so they were sort of the first Monster Hunter-style game yeah. uh, to come Is to PC. Dauntless? Dauntless, yes. Is it free-to-play? And oh, That's right, it is free-to-play. And so, you know, they were the first one in that scene for PC, and people liked it and played it, but it played yeah. very similar to Monster Hunter. And... Uh, so then Monster Hunter World came out, which was the biggest, best version of Monster Hunter to ever come out. So it's like, how can you compete? Uh, so they changed their gameplay and made it a lot more arcadey. Really? And you watch it, and it's just fucking cool. <laughs> like, you're fighting this, like, big, badass rainbow moth. Okay. And, like, all this over-the-top, ridiculous stuff. Like, it's really cool, and the weapons are fun and very different than Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very cool. Hmm. So... So I wonder if this is a new announcement as far as them going to uh, free to play. But um, let's see. Well, how so old is one, that? Yeah. So this is from 13th of May, which is today. So it's launching. <laughs> um, yeah, launching next week on the 21st of May on Xbox One, PS4, PC. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll keep an eye on this. This looks really cool. I'm gonna play it anyway. I would. I would be curious to see where they go next with this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. The enemies are just cool. Really, I think they're far enough removed from the release of Monster Hunter that they can have their own time to shine and, yeah. and you know, kind of get some of those fans over. Hopefully. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's hard. Um, if you want to not spend money on it, you totally don't have to. Yeah, it's just uh, cosmetic stuff or, you know, whatnot. Or uh, I don't think it's cosmetics. Buying. I think it just speeds up your progress a little bit. So you can, yeah, you can legitimately buy loot boxes in it. Gotcha. Uh, I think. So I'm just kind of scanning. Up. Yeah, and they're mentioned in this uh, article by your gamer. There's a Fortnite-style tiered battle pass system. Right. Oh, so. okay. If I like that game, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Buying a battle pass. But yeah, I don't think it's cosmetics because all your gear matters. Okay, gotcha. So, which is kind of cool, and that was a cool part of Monster Hunter for sure. Is you know all this stuff that you'd spent hours grinding away to build all the components for. Yeah. Now you look ridiculous wearing it but <laughs> now you have it and right means something to you yeah um, yeah i know um destiny 2 had that issue where yeah you'd work so hard grinding creating these uh armor sets but uh, you couldn't customize it the way you should be able to to like actually want to hold on to it and keep it for yeah. for the length of the game so that was kind of a bummer yeah but um yeah so that was um let's see weird that anthem did that factor better Interesting. You could, I mean, you could, you got the piece, but you could repaint it. Okay. So you'd keep it uniform. But yeah. that being said, your character still looked unoriginal in Anthem. Gotcha. So. I like the idea of them playing with that as far as developers go, letting you, if you do pick something that uh, you like how you, your character looks, yeah. just uh, keeping the power of that of that armor set and just adding that to different, um, you know, new armor that you find. So you still look the way you want, but you have the power that you'd find from whatever armor piece you have. What was the game that did that? Yeah. There there was legitimate. I mean, but that does come with the problem of you can't just look at someone and know. 
Sure. That they're not to be trifled with. Sure. Um, yeah, but if you're just if it's not PvP stuff, then it's like you can look however you want to look, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Well, that was we went on that uh, side note because of Monster Hunter, their little expansion. A couple things that were just announced on that same state of play was um, a Predator game. It's uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. This is from Ilphonic, so it's the same dev that's uh, made the Friday the 13th game. Uh, they co-developed it oh. with Gun Media. So um, this is going to be a buggy mess. Um, yeah, potentially. <laughs> There's just a trailer showing um, just like the concept kind of thing of it. Yeah. Uh, these guys in the jungle, and then you see Predator come out from his camo. Um, I just love Predator, so I hope that they yeah. keep the bugs manageable You know when this thing comes out. But yeah. it will be buggy for sure. It'll but, be, uh, I, I think that it can be cool. I, I mean, that was certainly a neat game. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, and it had it had its fun little community. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Friday the Thirteenth actually had a really big role playing community. Oh, really? So people playing it would really get into character. That's of awesome. Whoever they were playing. Yeah, and that that was pretty darn neat. Uh, the faces were kind of weird and expressive. They were. Yeah, I played a couple uh, of matches. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a cool looking game, and I think it had its own unique gameplay to separate it from like Dead by Daylight. Yeah, yeah. Which is very similar, but yeah, buggy mess. <laughs> I don't know if it ever really got. Yeah, it was early access for a while, right? Before they yeah. actually fully. Yeah, but I think if you can manage those bugs, then it's it's you know it, it's fine to release it. Sure. Know, that way, and sometimes it adds. Can to they manage those bugs though? Right. We'll find out again. <laughs> yeah. So on the, as far as their Wikipedia page for Ilphonic, they have it listed as 2020. Um, but yeah. Oh wow. Right. Well, it's, yeah, sure. That seems time. reasonable. Yeah. yeah, you throw yeah. And uh, also announced though this wasn't during the E3 or the. PlayStation uh, State of Play, but uh, over the week they announced the John Wick game, so it's called John Wick Hex. Yeah, um, it looks really cool. So it's from. Did you ever play this game called Volume or Thomas Was Alone? It's the that developer's name is Mike Bithel. Bithel oh games. right, what a what a weird thing to go from Thomas Was Alone to which is like these little squares jumping around. Yes, yeah, I've only seen footage of it. Super now. emotional story. Gotcha. Told with squares. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, it'll make you cry. And really? now you're making John Wick, the uh, <laughs> turn-based. So there's a trailer, and they kind of break down the... You're almost... in. You're, you're playing as John Wick, but uh, you're choosing uh, your maneuvers that you'll do beforehand. Yeah. So you can then execute them just like he does in the movie, where he's, like, headshotting everybody, yeah. doing the jiu-jitsu and stuff. So it looks cool. I like the idea of them um, playing around with this. but um, yeah. And that's a cool, like, indie dev that they're letting tackle this now huge property yeah so yeah um, i i was legit nervous when i heard that it was like the, the first thing article i saw on it was XCOM like game and i'm like please let there not be multiple characters let it just be you yeah versus a giant horde of bad guys and it seems like that's what it is so i feel mm -hmm. like you're really gonna feel like john wick it's gonna be about managing that crowd and being able to somehow survive that. So I hope right. they make it really kind of puzzly. I think, I, I, yeah, I imagine they yeah. would. You have some kind of stamina that you have the ability to spend on whatever baddies yeah. and how you decide to tackle them. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a really unique way to do this um, because the maybe the first thing you think of is, oh, let's just do a run and gun kind of shooting game. But yeah, I like that they're deciding to do something different. Yeah. So I hope it, I hope it's good. I hope it's hard. I feel like that would make it really good if you're really having to be john wick to survive and look at right. the amount of options they showed in right there. yeah so we have this breakdown yeah you see uh, and it kind of slows down or stops time and you just see all your options and looks like the health of the enemies and you know what you can actually do to them and so you can strike push take down 
But those close options are not uh, available since you're away from them too at the same time. So throw gun. Oh, so I wonder. I that'd be an interesting thing to see. So get getting in close. That I mean, that kind of reminds me of a game called Madness Interactive back in the day. Where hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can reload in this game, but in that game you couldn't. So oh. part of the game was. Um, like permadeath or just levels were no you couldn't reload your weapon oh i see so part of it was you had to get the weapons away from the enemy so you had to kill them before they a killed you or b wasted all the ammo in their weapon okay so and then you could take that but in the meantime a lot of times like i'd throw a gun at the guy to disable him for a second take his gun from him and then shoot him with his own gun sounds familiar too. It, it felt really badass so if you can do cool stuff like you can uh, and I, they probably will if there's like a parry in here. Like uh, I wonder. I mean, the, the system looks super deep, so I imagine they're you know, planning for all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that also reminds me of, is it um, Hot something? Oh, uh, hot uh, <laughs> super hot. Super hot. Where that you kind of have to plan your maneuvers and that, you know, uh, keeps time flowing as you move around. Yep. So you really have to be careful. Extremely yeah. similar, especially with the whole throwing the gun, grabbing the gun that, yeah. from the enemy. Uh, all that crazy stuff. Mm. Yeah, extremely similar. Nice. Which uh, John Wick comes out this weekend. I'm so fucking stoked. I love. Oh, the new one. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I keep uh, refreshing. There's a site, um, the website for the for the movie theater in Tri Cities. You can actually purchase your ticket in your oil well, your seat rather. Oh, okay. So I want to do that. Me and Megan are ready for it, but they just like they're waiting to up upload or let you pre you know order that date in particular uh -huh. this Friday. So yeah, I'm just keeping like. <laughs> refreshing because i want to buy my ticket but yeah i'm excited for that yeah which i just watched the first one again to get ready for it <laughs> so what a great not the second one no yeah no i'll, I'll go through it again but it just kind of to, uh, to start okay. it uh, and we watch those movies every couple of months anyways but <laughs> which uh that reminds me i also rewatched um terminator 2 did you ever watch terminator 2 it's a great film yeah it's one of my, it's probably my favorite action movie ever i it, love it it's kind of a perfect action movie mm -hmm. it's interesting characters yep uh, definitely having like the fact that he was a bad guy in the first one and now yeah. he's a good guy what a dealing great with that. Spin on that, yeah, yeah, perfect. And then you have maybe the best villain ever with the oh team god, it 1, was or whatever, <sighs> the liquid metal guy. He was so terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's terrifying. It's awesome. There's that scene too in a was it um, Wayne's World? Uh, if you remember the first Wayne's World, uh, they're all they're they're parodying all kinds of like pop culture stuff at that time. Mm -hmm. It's like ninety six, ninety seven. And they get pulled over by the the T one thousand guy. He's in this cop suit, like the L A cop suit. And he oh, over. I can kind of and remember they, yeah, that. They see yeah. him, they freak out, and they like drive away. But uh, <laughs> and they, use, they get the same actor, and he just kind of walks yeah. on on set. Yeah, it's it's it's. I love it. I love that movie. I watch it every couple of months. When are we gonna give Mike Myers his chance <clears> to come <throat> back in the spotlight? Yeah, I think he hosted SNL not that long ago, maybe like a Did year he? or two ago. Yeah, I feel like it. Or uh, he's been he'll pop up in movies randomly, like as yeah. like little side. Uh, um, characters but yeah it's been long enough let's I, I feel like he's chosen to not you know be could be uh, probably not at the start yeah. yeah yeah i wonder but um he was super funny um yeah, yeah i, I want to see more of him just like adam sandler too he's he never really went away but he hasn't had like his uh triumphant kind of return to like uh quality movies you know like he's not really no yeah. although he did he hosted snl last weekend he did an awesome job it was funny yeah yeah it was super funny yep it was really cool to see him and then like the opening monologue just making fun of the fact that he was fired and yeah and just thinking about that yeah it was great i was kind of mad that one of his funniest sketches was cut for time 
Oh, I didn't see that. The, uh, you can find it on YouTube, but it's like, you know that really lame character that... Uh, oh, what's, yes. What's his name with all the tattoos plays? Yeah, um, it's like Chad or... Yeah, Chad? something yeah. like that. Yeah. So he, he dies for a second and he gets to meet his father <laughs> in heaven. And his father is just as big of a dumbass. Yep, yep. They're just yeah. like, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was great. Yeah. Is it is it big? Hi. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's fucking great. Oh. I still love watching SNL. I know it gets shit on a lot, and maybe rightfully so. Like every week, th- not all the skits are that great, but yeah. I still, you know, for the past whatever five years, ten years, I'm still watching it. And I still dig it, and I like watching on YouTube the next day. Usually the night of, they're instantly putting the videos yeah. on, online. I so. feel like it's kind of out of its. It kind of ebbs and flows through kind of yeah. shitty periods, sure. and it was definitely in a shitty period for a good long time, and it's sort of coming out of it. Weekend Update is fantastic. Yep. Uh, Kel is or Keenan or or is Michael? Well, Michael Che is the guy on the on the cast or on the update. Yeah, but there's the other dude. I forget his name. But then you're you're right. Um, Keenan. Yeah, Keenan is yeah. is like at twenty peak. years uh, or however long. It's it's got to be getting yeah. close. He's the longest running cast me, I think, right now. Is he? Yeah, I believe it. Um, it's sort of weird though with the weekend update guys because I I remember it felt like the weekend up guy a, people usually did other sketches. Yeah, you don't really see them in the in much other stuff. I think they're still writing for sure. Like it's I feel like it's always right, been the head writers. Yeah. Um, like the one guy who's actually hosting his own late night show uh, oh. was an ex writer. Um, oh god, um, he's a very well known guy, but he has a it's like a late night. Oh, Jimmy uh, Fallon. No, so it's the one I think after that he has like the late late show. He took over for Craig Robinson. Um, Craig Robinson. You mean Craig Ferguson? Craig Ferguson. There we go. Oh, I think that Craig guy. Robinson's no, another. he was in sketches. Uh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his name though. Seth Meyers. There we go. Yeah, Seth Meyers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just feel like they yeah, maybe don't. Craig Robinson. How dare you? Desmirch. <laughs> Desmirch. Besmirch. Besmirch. There we yeah. go. Craig Ferguson, the greatest late night host to ever exist in the history of ever. <laughs> I, I missed his whole run. I, I know that he was on and I just didn't really appreciate it. It was. But uh, I actually listened to him on a podcast with Bobby Lee. Remember that mm. guy we saw? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His podcast is hilarious and they, 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 they're friends, so they were talking on their show. Yeah. And he's hilarious on the show. Like they just, they roast each other, you know, back and forth. It's, it's oh, a yeah. really good podcast. He's great. He, yeah. he can really give it. Well, I still always remember the, the time I watched his show. I was just like in high school or whatever. And like I'd flip back and forth between him and Conan mm. because they were both like the funniest guys in late night. Yep. And it's just like, all right, maybe one's on commercial, go to the other one. <laughs> uh, but the thing that converted me was uh, there was one time where like it was when like Brittany had shaved her head or something. Uh. And he went out and rather than doing and you could tell he probably got in trouble for it afterwards. But rather than doing a funny monologue he defended Britney for like 15, 20 minutes. Interesting. And like, it brought me to fucking tears and you can't find it on YouTube. I bet he was defending the fact that she's breaking down. Like, you know, yeah. In front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool to see him take it from that perspective. Mm. And it was, it was incredible. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I just watch him now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It was incredible. So he was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I missed out on that. I do need to, if he comes up with, I know he's doing stand-up tours and stuff, so I'll try and keep an eye. Yeah, but, he's uh, funny. I'm gonna. We'll go on to the next little thing here, but I'm gonna check. Something. We have been incredibly off-topic today. That's <laughs> probably my fault. I, I think it's fine. I like going off-topic. Anyway. Okay. These new chairs are very comfy. Yeah. Yeah, they're the cheapest Amazon chairs. 
uh, available. But I think they work. They're just, you know, for sitting on. It's not like anything fancy. The pattern does kind of remind me of there was a show called Better Off Ted. And they accidentally... So they were trying to come up with a bulletproof fabric, and it wasn't bulletproof. Okay. Uh, but they're like, well, we already spent $5 million on this, so find a use for it. And they put it in a line of office chairs that looked like this. Oh, interesting. And uh, they found that it was an incredibly uncomfortable fabric, uh, but people would work better because they were uncomfortable. Oh, I see. <laughs> which works Yeah, they kind of relax, so they're just like, eh? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so let's see. We have that John Wick... Hex game. So what about a movie based on... That was a game based on a movie. What about a movie based on a popular video game? So that's my expert transition skills there, Gavin. So, Expert sever? <laughs> expert transition skills is what I said. Oh, no. I was, I was re- referring to the game Expert Sever, but I think that was a book first, to be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Who was in that? It was like a sci-fi. Lucy like Lou, I think, was the only big shot in it. Oh, wasn't a... What's-his-face Vin Diesel in that? Nope. No? Okay. He's been in a lot of interesting movie so as yeah so i was trying to, to transition into detective pikachu release over the oh, weekend right, 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 right. and it sold fucking gangbusters it did really well Good. so um uh it earned an estimated 58 million in its first weekend um, earning it the number one spot on the top 10 video game movie opening weekends of all time so i have the list of the top opening uh, video game movies of all time so we have uh, Pikachu, Detective Pikachu at number one at 58 million. Wow. We have Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, the first one, uh, 47 million. That movie was not good. No, but it was cool at the time to see that yeah. uh, visualized. You know, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And she was like the perfect Laura Croft. Yeah. I'm also not mad at uh, what's her face there. <laughs> she can play whatever she wants. Uh, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Angelina Jolie. There we go. Yes. Uh, we have, so Laura Croft number two. We have the Angry Birds movie at 38 million. Sure. Kids are going to watch it. Yep. Rampage with uh, The Rock at 35 million. Well, now I'm upset. <laughs> what the? F- I watched that uh, re- maybe a couple months ago. Meg was out of town and I was like, I just want to just watch a shitty movie. But actually, it wasn't that bad. It was it was fine. It was just like a fair action movie. <laughs> if you unplug every you know thing of logic in your brain right, and right, just right, watch right. it, it's fine. There's some CG and stuff. The I CG mean, was okay. To be fair, it, and that's like a weird defense of that movie because mm. it's like Rampage as a game is not really logical. No. Like they're human, <laughs> but it would have been nice to see it have the same batshit crazy logic. You go like over the top completely, right? Yeah, okay. where people are transforming into these things and then they can untransform, yeah. sort of just like a mega sized Hulk. <laughs> well, I think in the yeah in the game you have people, humans that are turning into these characters, yeah. right? That's what I originally, if I remember back when it was announced, when they had the Rock in it, it's like, oh, is he just gonna? I don't know. He's just going to play himself before transition and after transition. (laughs) (laughs) But they put some fur on him or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a different storyline. But yeah, it's it's not that bad. I would just defend that it's not that bad. It's it's fair. Fine. Uh, We got Pokemon the first uh, movie, the animated one that came out Mm. in like 2001. That was great. I loved it. For 31 million, we got Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. At thirty million, uh, I don't know anyone. Anyone watched that movie? I know it came out. I did. Oh, you I want to say I liked it mm, with Jake Gyllenhaal, right? It had a fun plot line, and that's all I remember. Gotcha. Hmm. I know he had a. He was faking like a British accent or some kind of accent, and it was oh. uh, not received well or something. I he was sort of a weird choice that. for the role. Yeah. Uh, we have Resident Evil Afterlife at twenty six million. Uh, yeah. Um, I'd love to know which number in the Resident Evil series that was. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I think that one is not the end. Right. Um, so we have, and it comes up again on the on this list. Uh, we have Warcraft at twenty four million. 
which that one uh, I feel like they spent oh, 200 million on but probably uh, yeah. yeah but that one was number 8 Resident Evil Extinction at 23 million and then Tomb Raider which was the last reboot that came out maybe 2 years ago oh. at 23 million was that one good I never saw it. I think people said it was it was fair, fine. Uh, it wasn't like bad. It wasn't you know negatively negatively received, but it was just kind of came and went. But yeah, it's kind of too bad that the original Resident Evil movie um, wasn't on there because I th- I think we were talking about that the other day, like yeah. how good it's awesome. Uh, like Mortal Kombat was like the only good video game movie, and to be fair, it was for a long time. But probably almost ten years later, when that new that first Resident Evil sure. movie came out. That was great. Yeah. And that was the Resident Evil plot line. It took advantage of a game with an actual good plot. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that first one. And then they just, just went right into the ground <laughs> with that uh, immediately. Mortal Kombat or? Um, no, um, uh, Resident Evil. Oh, Resident gotcha. Did you ever see the second Mortal Kombat movie? I think we rented it <laughs> when we were kids. Yeah. And it was. It was right just a lot going ground. on. Yeah, it was it too was, much going yeah, on. Yeah, they tried to put so many characters in, it was just bad. And um, I don't remember a whole lot. I remember the uh, reptile was in it, and then also one of the robots. And I thought it, at, at the time it was cool to see one of the robots in it. It was like Cyrex or something. It was a yellow robot. I don't think Cyrax wasn't. I think it was Smoke. Was it, okay. Was it uh, red? I feel like it was a red. Maybe. I'm not sure. I want to say it was Smoke was the robot, but maybe it was Cyrax. Oh, you know what? I think Cyrax... I think one of them fought Jax at one point. Mm, yeah, okay. And wasn't it R, rated R, when the first one was PG-13, but it still was terrible? I feel like they made a change. First one was definitely PG-13. Yeah. It could have been R. Mm. I don't know. It's been a while. I have no desire to, to rewatch it either. But No. <laughs> so, yeah, we had some, I mean, uh, right out of the gate, the f- you know, the, the best opening uh, weekend for uh, – for a video game movie is pretty awesome. Uh, do you have any intention on seeing it? Oh well, the reviews haven't been like super great for it, but I think I'd still watch it. I think yeah. I'd enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, let's see. So that's just some video game movie news. We got uh, some more game announcements that, that happened last week. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, as I was talking about, Wildlands playing that for yeah. the first time. Uh, Breakpoint is a sequel that was announced last week. We got uh, so it's coming out October fourth, twenty nineteen. I'm a really big fan of these. Um, these uh, you know game devs publishers not announcing it until it's pretty much ready to go you know like very oh. soon down the line I, I like that uh, that's um, I imagine that they do that when they're set on the date but who knows I do like yeah. that it's like you know less of a wait before they announce it mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was announced one thing that was interesting about that so we have um, Ubisoft has said that Ghost Recon Breakpoint will not be available on Steam when it launches in October instead it will be available only on Ubisoft's own UPlay client and the Epic Game Store. So another game on the side of uh, going to Epic Games. I don't. They're going hardcore on these exclusives. That one kind of surprises me. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's well. It's (laughs) it's like a shitty version of an exclusive because it's like, Mm. well, you could get it on the the UPlay UPlay store. (laughs) Well, I I'd be curious with that if um, with the UPlay store, or at least I know with a couple of UPlay games I've had, or maybe I'm thinking yeah. of EA games where you buy it on Steam and then it launches the UPlay launcher, or maybe it was the EA launcher, and then launches the game from there. I think you're right, because I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey also at the weekend, I forgot, yeah. in little bits, and um, you load the game, and like there, as far as the marketplace goes, it's in the game, and it's within their UPlay thing. So Uh-oh. it's like you go through their marketplace to download DLC and whatnot. So Uh-oh. they might have always this kind of thing running that's their proprietary you know you play thing yeah but uh, i know that lets you like save 
um, save states across and, and kind of link your account to other things. So I wonder, you know, yeah, if there's any, what the yeah. benefit to that is. But I mean, I wonder if that's the way it's going to be with the Epic launcher as well, if it's going right. to launch it from the Epic launcher. I wouldn't launcher. doubt it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's another exclusive going to Epic. So we got um, Apex Legends Season 2 was also um, mm -hmm. um, just kind of uh, not announced, but they were talking about how it's going to be uh, revealed in detail at um, E3, at uh, EA's. Uh, they have their own E3 event. It's June 7th. It's actually right before E3, but well, they'll go and, and talk about the properties and stuff. But, um, yeah. I think, I think more importantly with Apex Legends is how they announced their plan to ban me today. Really? Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, so uh, they they announced. So first they got rid of like, what was it like three quarters of a million? Uh, I feel like I've hacker heard accounts like, yeah, yeah. like a week ago. Were people or something piggybacking? Like that. I'm not sure what that. Yeah, is. that's what it was. It was piggybacking. So it's okay. just like people who are they're kind of there for the whole game, but they don't really contribute. Which I gotta say, I am trying so hard. <laughs> I'm just bad. So it's not like you just left your controller there. You're actually playing, and they still decide that you're not helping? Or Yeah, I don't know how they're going to determine it, but I looked down the comment section, too, and there were other people like me that were just like, look, the game, like, I mean, the the problem with this now is, like, the uh, matchmaking, I mean, it throws you just in with some kick-ass people. I see. So if so I'm just with... just by default, you're not going to be on the same scale yeah yeah right like i only win which i won a fair amount of times because i was paired with really fucking good people and mm. i'm not picking them they're <laughs> yeah. picked with me right. um so you know they i'm clearly a burden the entire game they <laughs> are i am piggybacking they're picking me up on their shoulders <laughs> yeah. and carrying me through that goddamn game you're a baby that they're, they're <laughs> right. yeah bringing along i think i think the funny the funniest time though i had was where one guy on our team left immediately and this other guy was like giving me thorough instructions the entire time. <laughs> and he helped us almost win it, which really sucked when it came down to me against like two guys. I'm like, well, this is clearly not fucking I'm happening. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and he even took out one of them for me. Wow. But it was like, he was just like, stop moving. <laughs> Your character is too loud. Mine is quieter when he crouch walks. So I'm oh, going to go over here. I'm going to check this out. Like he'd set up portals and shit. And yeah. like, he was running us around that map <laughs> and telling me when to, when to jump and how high <laughs> yeah. and like he kept me alive. Wow. Interesting. So I find it um, interesting that they would implement that when you know, and not hear as much controversy. Like, yeah, that's upsetting to hear that just by default, you can be thrown in with these experts and because you're not their level, you're then banned like permanently. How does that work? Or just kicked out of the, I don't know. I mean, I could certainly see it from the good players perspective of yeah, but this fucking guy, but just, just match your mat. Yeah, yeah. Matches better. That's I'm weird. not trying to do this. I assume when I when I read that uh, headline that it was really like intentional people that were somehow taking advantage of other players. But and I'm sure there are. Doesn't sound like that. Yeah, I'm there, sure. I mean, they're definitely. I mean, from what people were saying, it's just like really you get rewarded just for playing. Gotcha. So you can walk, and maybe there are people that just like join the game, walk out into an enemy, get shot in the face, and but like to reap the rewards from that. Yeah, but really, how do you double check this? Right. To and make I, sure regular gamers aren't getting thrown in, and yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's uh, interesting, but uh, yeah. So have they flat out banned you, or they're just like it's a warning ban? Or oh, I haven't know? played that game in months. Gotcha. So. <laughs> okay, but I feel like seeing all the hackers leave, I was just like, yeah. well, it, well, how many they caught anyway? I'm right. like, well, maybe I could come back, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, by the way, yeah, you're you terrible suck. ass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, and yeah. maybe they'll adjust that. You know, it seems like they're. 
you know, uh, vocal with their community and willing to kind of adjust yeah. that. And, yeah. Um, or but, why not group the people that are doing this together? There you go. So no one, <laughs> no one does anything. They just kind of all sit there. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it kind of ending up being like, did you ever watch the episode of South Park where the kids are playing baseball, Little League, and they're mm. trying to lose as hard as they can? No. But the other teams were like, next gen better like they'd throw the ball like even though they'd have the bat back here it'd bounce off the bat <laughs> and like into the field and they just wouldn't catch it oh i see <laughs> so people be doing that where it's just like a full server of like people doing jack shit yeah like really that should be the technique then pile these people together right better matchmaking good. it sucked well actually that'd be great for me then I'd just being a server of a bunch of people <laughs> that are either not trying or trying really hard but terrible yeah either way you're just so. yeah fixes itself <laughs> interesting well yeah we had that with uh, apex and so they also took a stance on um slowing down as far as the content that gets released so season two is coming out but they're not gonna be as active um trying to um they're trying to rein in you know that the, the idea of crunch and, and control you know the stress on the team with with uh, their updates did so they did they say what they're doing with season two then, or is that yeah. announcement pending? So, so there's some details on season two. So and I'll read the official message. So this is from executive producer Drew McCoy. He lines out uh, how major Apex Legends updates will roll out in the future. Uh, McCoy says we'll have to wait until EA Play, EA's E3 adjacent event on June 7 to learn specifics mm. about season two. But he says you can expect a new battle pass, a new legend, something new for the meta, and more for every season. In addition, a new legend. It says a new legend. Yeah, is it now? Legends are the characters. That's uh, I don't I have no idea what's going on in this game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how long is a season? Is it? I'm not sure. Is it like Fortnite, where there's like eight seasons in a year, or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh. Um, he goes on. We know that in addition to addressing issues with the game, everyone is hungry for us to add new content. New content. The studio culture that we've worked hard to cultivate. And the health of our team are very important. We take those things into account when we discuss our content roadmap, the production schedule, and the frequency in which we can update our game. Our long-term goal is to ensure Apex Legends always feels alive and thriving with a focus on quality of content over novelty or speed of release. Um, yeah, he just kind of maybe is reining in expectations on how often they're going to update it. Right. But yeah, that brings into question how long are these seasons, you know, how long before we see any changes. But um, Can we not hire more people? Yeah, I'm not sure. It must not be That's an easy uh, thing to handle where you can just throw people at it. So otherwise they would do that, right? So I wonder. Uh, maybe. Interesting. Although that uh, brings us to our next uh, dedicated segment, it seems like. Uh, I'm going to call it Crunch Time. Where <laughs> we talk about crunch in the news as far as uh, video game development. Um, so th that uh, the stance that um, that Respawn had with Apex and slowing down their their kind of the, the releases of you know updates with, with yeah. Apex... Uh, it's the same stance that the Wolfenstein dev has, uh, Machine Games. So oh. they announced recently over an AMA over the weekend. So uh, this is uh, games, Machine Games senior producer John Jennings. He has said, crunch is a difficult topic. Finding what's fun in games is so hard to schedule and plan for. Hmm. The labor laws in Sweden are very prescriptive about what's legal, but crunch is also something that we were actively working at eliminating from our studio. And I say that genuinely with rather than some trite PR answer. Uh, he didn't go into specifics about the steps the studio has taken to avoid crunch or how successful the effort has been. But, um, yeah. Um, and this stance mirrors, you know, responds, uh, their kind of stance on crunch and trying to eliminate it uh, as far as just how often they're 
updating and whatnot. But um, I like to hear this more with, with studios. Okay. But I like his thing at the end because that could be just a nice spin to stay active in the news cycle, saying that you're yeah. trying to figure out how, how Crunch is you know, on wearing out your team, but are they actually doing that? But I feel like that, that team gets to do kind of what they want to do. Yeah. So I would I would trust them to follow that. It it's kind of nice. Uh, I I take it from them because they're not in the spotlight right now, mm. so they really don't have to say jack shit. Right. And they did, and so I could see if I was a developer, I might be like, if I'm looking for a job, I might be like, yep, maybe maybe them. Yeah, they're saying, hey, come here. You won't hate your life. You know. Yeah. With us, you get to work in Sweden too. I imagine it's beautiful in Sweden. Oh God, yeah. All right. Um, as far as still on the uh, topic of crunch, we have um, last week uh, with the release of More Combat 11, uh, Netherrealm also had to deal with, um, um, you know, uh, ex-employees and current employees talking about crunch and, and toxic atmosphere working there. Mm -hmm. So they finally responded in an official response. This is from Variety. Um, they have kind of a length, lengthy um, response, but I'll just kind of cut some of the stuff out. Well, they had a lot to respond to. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's there's no easy answer for it. So um, the studio says uh, they greatly appreciate and respect all of our employees and prioritize creating a positive work experience. As an equal opportunity employer, we encourage diversity and constantly take steps to reduce crunch time for our employees. We are actively looking into all allegations as we take these matters very seriously and are always working to improve our company environment. There are confidential ways for employees to raise any concerns or issues. Yeah. I so don't believe that. It's though. kind of a somewhat canned response, but I imagine they want to tread lightly. And, and uh, yeah, as far as legal, you know, as le yeah, just dealing with the legal issues of responding in a way that doesn't admit guilt to anything before they actually research it on their own. Yeah. I feel like they have to pick what they say very carefully. I mean, it, it sounds like... They word it as though they took this seriously. Right. But you don't get that company culture by taking this seriously. Right. So right. they weren't taking it seriously, and now they have to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. They got that way for a reason. They got the, yeah, they were affecting these people for a reason. Yeah. But, um, and th so this, I'm going to jump off of this uh, subject into something similar, but uh, Kotaku uh, did a, ran an article last week. So this was about, um, interviewing an ex or a current employee at another realm. And so he's claiming that this, this employee rather is claiming that they are suffering PTSD after working on MK 11, as far as dealing with the extreme violent content and, um, constantly working on it. Um, which I wanted to kind of get your take on it. It's a very interesting subject, uh, because I mean, when you look at MK 11, it's crazy, yeah. horrifyingly graphic, you know, and yeah. violent, which yeah, we have fun with and it's awesome. But at the <coughs> same time, and they go into detail in the article, these people are working on these animations that are, you know, crazy, detailed, horrific, mm -hmm. but they're they're making them. So they're working on these animations for weeks, for months, yeah, and tweaking them. And then the the research this uh, um, employer employee goes into detail in the research. They're uh, just looking at you know really sensitive images, and they're yeah. just uh, oh yeah engrossed in it, you know. And so it's that's got to wear on you. Yeah. But apparently, there's no faculties in place within the other realm to deal with the mental you know side effects of dealing with a game like that yeah that's that's certainly an interesting one and it's i've seen a few articles i've never read them but on uh gamma sutra a fair amount of articles pop up mm. about the effect of working on super violent video games on the creators right and part of it is we just don't know enough like we've only been able to make these things this way yeah for so long and this article goes into detail on the fact that now they're so photorealistic 
but when before you could lean on oh it's more pixelated and, yeah. and cartoony but now it's it's very you know realistic so it really looks like these you know these mm-hmm. scenes are happening in real life so yeah and what do you have to use for reference footage as you're as you're making these right like you have to look at actual depictions of violence right so that's yeah. what the, this um, employee talks about so uh, this is a quote you'd walk around the office and one guy would be watching hanging hangings on youtube another guy would be looking at pictures of murder victims someone else would be watching a video of a cow being slaughtered yeah. um stuff like that and uh yeah it's just not it's not as easy and he kind of talks about it this person talks about it uh, they knew what they were getting, what they were signing on to. Yeah, obviously, if you sign on to work in another realm and work on Mortal Kombat, you're going to see a lot of violent imagery and stuff. Yeah. But uh, th- their complaint was there isn't a balance to that. There isn't a way for them to seek help and take time off when they're getting burned out looking at these images and, and developing this stuff. Yeah. There wasn't anything in place for them to, you know, to cut away from and <coughs> then come back. I can totally see that. Yeah. But you, I imagine that's, that's kind of shocking to me because you imagine as a developer making something that graphic, you want to... Have a way for your employees to, you know, to reset their brain. Like at least watch, have cute puppy videos playing in the background. <laughs> some kind of balance. Like there's nothing like that. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, I always thought with, um, not really the same thing, but with, uh, with the developers over at Naughty Dog with um, working on Uncharted or no, uh, Last of Us. And Last of Us is such a depressing game. Mm-hmm. Like you think, do you when that game goes gold, do you take everyone out to Disneyland? Like how do you balance <laughs> dealing with that for years? We're making the most depressing stuff for years. Which which Uncharted? So not Uncharted, but The Last of Us is what I meant. Oh, yeah, The yeah. Last of Us. So that team us. does Uncharted, does The Last of Us, they flip-flop back on. I mean, forth. I think that has to be different because you, I mean, you watch people go perform a play, right? It's super sure. depressing. And they're not going to walk out of that being just like super depressed afterwards. There's there's sort of a end scene. Yeah, that's fair. So watching that, you know, watching that reference footage... Uh, of that stuff all the time could be well and i've 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 dealt with this very very little like Mm. i was working on a game called cardly the chainsaw which my games are always like bloody but they're never like um, i feel like there's a cartoony balance to it right to balance yeah and this one i was trying to make it intentionally uh very like the, the violence was more to it. So you'd be splitting people in half and the way that it would goo and stretch. Mm-hmm. And like, even though that was very, very um, simple yeah, and not even close to what these guys are going through, I was, it was still kind of upsetting to work on. So seeing what they're doing on a whole nother magnitude. Right. And I think the other important thing about it is it's not just in the violence of what, what they're seeing, but it's also the violence of the animation because this is like, what they're doing in these animations is some of the most violent stuff they've done yet. It's painful to watch and they've gotten better and better over these years. It's not just the gore. It's the actual violent acts um, that they've gotten so much better at creating these terrible things that characters reacting to it. And then, you know, in in a realistic fashion where they're screaming or yelling or, you know, you have to then make that too. Yeah. So yeah, that's a tough one. Yep. And I don't know what the answer is for sure. Yeah, and it was interesting. So some of the comments and, uh, you know, expectedly, you know, in the comment section, they were like, oh, well, just like man up, don't de- develop for this game. Like, you know, like just kind of there are a lot of responses like that. Like, what did you expect kind of thing? It's Mortal Kombat, which right. I get. Like yeah. maybe this at the end of the day, this just isn't for this uh, employee. This just isn't the kind of field they should be in. Oh, for sure. But it's still but, tough. Right. Regardless right. of. Yeah. But this game has been made by humans. So NetherRealm needs to kind of balance the uh, horrible, you know, vid- uh, visuals are seeing with something else, and yeah. uh, give them appropriate breaks and that kind of thing. 
I guess it all ties back to uh, crunch or burning out and, and that kind of thing where if you're not viewed as a human, you can kind of, the you're just, they're you're expendable and they just throw you to work on this animation, whatever part of it. Yeah. And it's just, they're not caring about your well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Which I imagine that part's tough too because you, you have, uh, these teams are huge, a lot of people to manage. You have deadlines. You know, there's yeah. a budget. There's a publisher on your on your ass. So it's not easy, but yeah, there's got to be something done. Wow. Which one of the stories I have, that I guess is a better segue into that, is um, there's a documentary that was released over the weekend, or I think on Friday, but it was on the development of of the Last God of War. Yeah, so, yeah. So it was a it's Sony feature like film. Document. Yeah. Have no. you watched it? No, I need to. It's very good. Oh man. So I I started it on the was it last night or the night before mm-hmm. at like eleven, and I just yeah I couldn't sleep. I watched the whole thing. But they go into as much detail as a Sony approved documentary documentary can. They go into very deep, uh, very big detail on the development where they're talking about them, you know, reaching these deadlines, not being ready and, mm-hmm. and um, just issues with, are they making the right move on Kratos and changing the formula and yeah. having playtesters react to it. And it was really, really uh, interesting to see that, that kind of uh, that detail. But yeah. um, I highly recommend any, everyone watch it. Uh, so it's called Raising Kratos. Um, what I pulled up some interesting notes from it. So uh, there was a game that Sony Santa Monica was working on before they decided to shelve it and work on the God of War reboot. Huh. So this was called Internal 7, as far as that was a working uh, name for it. But it was like a sci-fi futuristic um, uh, game that they were working on. Is it a, a remake of Killer7? No, it's not. <laughs> it's more like a, they, they, in the documentary, they show uh, images and stuff, uh, concept for it. It's more like an alien, uh, like an alien uh, xenomorph kind of world. Like they're creating something that's more sci-fi, more uh, mm. dead space kind of thing. Gotcha. But um, so they decided to kill that, work on God of War. Um, oh, it's too bad. Yeah. So it was interesting. They were working on Internal 7 pre-production for close to 36 months. So th- imagine working on the game for that long and then going, you know, higher ups, whatever, going, hey, we ca- actually can't make this game. We're going to change gears and work on something else. Huh. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, so another thing that was a good little excerpt from the documentary. So the first pitch, Bar- Barlog, Cody Barlog, the game director, Gave involved Kratos walking through the desert because at any time, at that time, the game was going to be set in Egypt. Uh-huh. Which uh, there's t- slight nods to it in that game sure. in the release, but that that, that could have been cool, a really cool uh, setting. Hmm. But uh, decided to go with the Norse mythology. Um, so here's something that was yeah, th- this is brutal too in the documentary. So God of War was first playable in an early build in 2015. President of Sony SIE uh, Worldwide Studios Shuhei Yoshida, he visited the the team in March 2015. And according to director Cordy Barlog, he was horrified, horrified <laughs> about how bad it was. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and so they talk about it, and that was another refreshing thing, too. He visited the team, played it, and he was, like, visibly angry, and they had a whole set of meetings because it was not on track, you know, and so to have the head of Sony yeah. play it. And then well, it took him forever to get the axe right. I remember that was one of the biggest sure. things. Like, yep. that was years and years to and get that one that's a crazy new, you know, uh, mechanic that they're just yeah. – and if it doesn't work, man, the whole game doesn't work. Yeah. Um, one thing that was crazy uh, revealing, and I think that this is at this level too with AAA Studios, I imagine this is the norm, how they're kind of working on something and at the very end kind of get it right. Yeah. But uh, so the demo, they, they and they, they so with the document, I'll, I'll back up. With the documentary, they follow them from the early beginning stages all the way up until release. And oh, so wow. they're with them for like three, four years. Holy cow. Tons of, of, of footage throughout the years. So um, the E3 reveal demo that they played at E3 2016 they had Cordy Barlog. He was off-screen playing. It was a live demo. Oh, wow. But, uh, so it's a 10-minute demo where they show um, 
they show uh, the new Kratos for the first time. You're playing uh, with the sun and going through the world. So that 10-minute demo took them one and a half years to create, to get it all working, bugless, that kind of thing. Oh, wow. So uh, after that, they talk about it in the documentary. So once they finished it and they were on such a high, everyone, it was well-received, re- well they go back uh, to work and it's like, okay, we have another year and a half to make the rest of the game. They had worked <laughs> on that for a year and a half. So they had a year and a half to basically make 30 more hours of content and like flush out, flush out the game. Yeah. Uh, which is nuts to me that they were like, <laughs> they worked so hard on that. It's like, okay, now we have to make this game. Right. <laughs> we have a year and a half. It was insane. And they go through a, a pushback of the release date too. And they talk about how uh, actually really hard it was to get that passed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really great documentary. It's awesome, man. They just go through the highs and the lows and how brutal they are and like the sacrifices of the team and like they let go part of the team at one point right before they started um just through whatever uh, issues with the company so uh, yeah it's it's really really cool huh. i highly recommend checking it out yeah to watch and it. there's nothing spoilery too i know you like a like a psycho you'll watch the end of a game for some reason <laughs> but there's nothing spoilery in the documentary so right. you can watch it and yeah. still play the game hmm. but yeah definitely check that out so we got that we got detective pikachu we got some crunch i did watch a thing i think it was on Vice or something in the day Ooh. where he kind of uh, one of the creators on the game sort of analyzes the scene where he gets the blades of chaos. Oh, I think that is quite. I feel like I've watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really interesting to see how budgetary reasons made that scene. Yeah, like it really toned it down, and that just made it that much more beautiful because of that. It so when he's a uh, he's talking about like with Kratos in the boat going through and eventually getting those those blades, but yeah, yeah. like how they had planned. For all these enemies off screen or you yeah. know on screen, but they're like they had to deal with the fact that budget wise they couldn't do that. Yeah, um, I love that thing too. Yeah, just little insights on and just some honesty on the fact that you know these things are hard to make and there's money involved and there's time involved and sometimes you don't get to do what you want to do. Yeah, but um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, which uh, you got to play it. Um, I will definitely let you borrow that that PS <laughs> my PS4. Gotcha. The only the downside is I just realized because um, I pre-downloaded today um, Rage Two, which oh. comes out tomorrow or tonight, hey. and it's on PS4 though. I was like, oh, it's gonna give Gavin my I'll PS3. Play it, I'll play it. Uh, okay, but once I play that uh, next year, you'll definitely get <laughs> my PS4. Um, so I, I'm gonna be curious about Rage Rage Two. The the reviews have been sort of mixed. That brings me into Rage Two. So that comes out tomorrow. I'm actually super duper on board. Um, <laughs> But uh, let's pull up the Metacritic. So I yeah. feel like they're they're mixed. Yeah, for sure. Is a is a it's, fair statement. It's right at uh, right like two points above Days Gone. Damn. Which is insane. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I I read IGN's review or not IGN uh, Destructoid's review of it, and yeah. they thought it was great. I thought it was solid. Solid eight. Eight's a great number. It's interesting. I wonder if what people are expecting out of it that also plays into expectations, right? So right. if you're expecting some of the criticism is the story doesn't last very long, or the replayability isn't there. Sure. Um, there's criticism on the the campaign being like ten hours long. I, I don't know if I'm just a different type of gamer, right? So I'm older. I I'm fine with a tight ten hour experience. I get yeah. in. It's you know, I, I know what I'm in for. I, I like that. And I'm fine spending 60 bucks on that. I actually yeah. prefer that so I can kind of play it and get out. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of different strokes, right? Like you have um, Red Dead 2 came out and it's 100 hours. Like with, and then the then there's the after, you know, scenes that you play after that. Yeah. It's great. But at the same time, it's like I would have liked a short experience just so I don't have to spend so much time playing it. It's a weird criticism to say there's too much. 
but yeah. there is a balance to that. It's uh, unfortunately it's one of those expected things of an open world game, though. Yeah, and you know, they, and they're claiming it, it. I mean, the trailers made it look like it had a shit ton of content. And sure, there's all this stuff you can do, and you compare that to I don't know how long the Just Cause games were. There was a lot of uh, sandbox kind of replayability with Just Cause, but uh, yeah. I only beat the third one, and uh, that was really fun. But it was yeah, maybe about fifteen hours. Yeah. Um. But uh. But it was in a world where I liked staying there and, and messing with the physics and that kind of thing. You know, I don't know if Rage Two has that, but uh, yeah. yeah. One th- one thing I heard, and I look at it as a compliment, is you can. Uh, they were talking about how they were just dicking around doing you know, uh, all on the side, just playing around, taking over forts and doing stuff. Mm. And then they got to a mission where their mission was to like take over a fort or do something and they'd already done it. And okay. so it just auto completed for that. And I like it when games let you yep. accidentally beat missions. <laughs> like that's yeah. totally fine by me. Don't, don't stop me from, and when you do accident, like I, that happens all the time in uh fallout. Yes. It feels so good. Where you have the item that you need to go search for and you actually like you just give it to them yeah. after talking to them. Yeah. I need I you to that. kill my brother. He lives at, you know, <laughs> that gas station down there. Yeah. Oh the one that's not on fire, right? <laughs> this okay. Yeah, you just spin around and talk to him again and they go, Oh, you did it, great. I'd love it if they made you do a 360 before you get. <laughs> I want a game where it's just the that uh, interaction every time. Like I want you to go do this thing, and then you but you've already done it, and they go, yeah. "Cool, here's this." You know, like <laughs> just every interaction is you've already done it. It could it it'd be interesting to see if like by doing something early you don't get like a cutscene. Okay. So you don't have the guy being like, "Oh, you're here. Oh, who's that? It's my brother." <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah, he just goes. And then Shut you up, go there it. and you just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for Rage Two. Um, I think I'm expecting exactly what I'm gonna get out of it. It's just running gun. You have the yeah. bones of um, of Doom, the last Doom that came out. The game, the gun mechanics in that um, plastered somehow on uh, the last. Um, uh, oh God, you just mentioned the the name of it, but the the last open world game with um, oh, Just Cause. Far Cry? With Just Cause. It's used, it's those two developers. They're somehow working yeah. there there's stuff together where you have the open world of just cause and you have the gunplay of doom and it runs the way it runs. Um, that's just a yeah. feat on its own to me, but, uh, I'm, f- I'm totally on board with that. That's what I want. Yeah. Glad, glad it's not as bad as the last rage though. Yeah. That one was interesting. I think I rented it at some point. That was uh, back in like the 360 PS3. Um, it wasn't for me. It was very limited in what you could do, where you could yeah. go, well, uh, controlled, you know, environments, but the shooting was fun. I enjoyed shooting mm, things. I don't remember enough to really. Yeah. You know. It didn't really let you shoot things enough, though. Gotcha. It's too bad. Yeah, it's kind of controlled places where it is the shooting part, this is the driving part, right? And there's the open yeah. world or like hub world part. And there was a lot of driving parts. I they had gotcha. great facial animations. I remember yeah, those. Yeah, it seemed like the tech was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Except for Mega Textures. That annoyed the shit out of me. That was his big thing that what's his name was pushing that. was Mega Textures. And I thought they it just fucked up the loaded. So like you it was like scalable textures or something or yeah it was it was some sort of thing that allowed you to have really high detail textures of course we do that but we don't do that anyway do via mega textures we do them through like micro textures which allows you to get a lot more uh, details out okay. of things but it's yeah it was his big tech push but it I think that's what caused this weird effect and it even happened in like my high end PC at the time where I flip one eighty yeah and then all the big textures on the background had to read 
get high detail and it's just like uh. it drove me nuts <laughs> so. there's always a delay where you would look and then it would have to pop in kind yeah of it's just like just hold on to, like just load them all in i don't <laughs> care i'm tired of this bullshit yeah so hmm. well we'll see uh it comes out tonight i can play it at 10 10 p.m hope it's good yeah we'll see how that goes i had some other stuff here gavin so I pulled up just some details on E3. As we get closer, we'll talk more and more. And then I want to get some predictions on it from you, and we'll kind of go into detail. But So we have E3 starting June 9th, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Sundays when a lot of them are popping off. So we have Microsoft yeah. at 1 uh, p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, and then we have Bethesda at 5.30. We have Devolver, which uh, that last year was the first time for me watching the Devolver oh, Have stream. you not seen the Devolver Digital uh, Shit Show before? That, that was the last time last year, and it was awesome. And so I'm, yeah. I'm super on board now. for uh, for And they seem to be getting a lot of titles and publishing a lot of titles. Yeah, they're, they're doing really good. The only thing I will say, like, I have a lot of friends that really enjoy their show. If if you're not into – and I'm, I'm glad they do it because that's their, their way of doing it. But if you're not into that sort of Adult Swim style of yeah. random humor, it's just fucking irritating. <laughs> sure. Just like you never yeah. know whether they're joking or not, but the whole thing is like you could tell when they're yeah it's like and an anti E three. And if you ever meet those guys, that's that's totally them. That's totally their style of humor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's not your thing, it's just not your thing. <laughs> it drives you nuts because no. their games are so good. And it's almost like they're making it so people accidentally view it and go, sure. "Oh, I'm going to see this E three conference." And they're like, "What the hell is going on?" Like someone gets murdered on stage. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to revive the guy that died last year <laughs> or the gal that died. People have died remember. and they keep bringing them back. Yeah, I like the story arc between these E three conferences. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, we have that in Sunday, um, and uh, but this is interesting because I wonder what they're going to talk about for theirs. But uh, we'll go into more predictions. But anyways, Bethesda, we're sorry. <laughs> We're so yeah. sorry. I guess if they get gain more goodwill by just talking about other games that they shouldn't really be talking about yet, but like the next, you know, Elder Scrolls. And I mean, they can't have anything to show with Elder Scrolls. No, and I think they've said too that don't expect Elder Scrolls or the Star One, the uh, the space one that they're working on too. That one makes me kind of salty though. Why announce it last year then? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. It's like, I mean, they've been saying for years like this is a super big high tech thing that yeah. can't be. Fuck's sake. They, they now have the tech it? to do it. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, so we have Monday, June 10th is... Uh, I never watched the PC gaming show, but that's at 10 a.m. on Monday. It it tends to be where you get like really cool, like random announcements. Like mm. I think that's... I want to say that's where me- the new... Met- oh, no. The new Metro was announced at Microsoft. But yeah, oh. you'll see a lot of cool stuff that otherwise, a lot of good indie stuff, but gotcha. a lot of stuff that otherwise wouldn't get a spotlight, and there's no real reason. Interesting. So. Okay. So we have Ubisoft that same Monday at 1. We got Square Enix at 6 p.m. Rounding out that. They, so they took the old uh, um, PlayStation uh, time slot. Mm. And then Tuesday, June 11th, we have Nintendo doing her own thing at 9 p.m. They're uh, their, uh, separate... Uh, broadcast thing and then we got ea play was it's actually june 7th for ea play so they're kind of really removed from the whole e3 thing yeah but um, yeah i do wish ubisoft would bring back what's her name uh who plays lana on archer uh oh oh crap i forget her name because i remember it was like the internet hated her for like the first year (laughs) and then the second year like all right she's all right and then like Towards the end, she was really like, we were ready for a cringy Ubisoft presentation, yeah. and she was going to bring the cringe in a fun way. What's her character on Archer again? Lana. I'm 
find this out right now. Her name is Aisha Tyler. Yeah, Aisha Tyler. Yep. She was. She does a lot of game stuff. I feel like she ends up hosting a lot of. Um, yeah. Um, kind of game related stuff. That's cool. Yeah, she was fun. Yep. I I miss her being there. Gotcha. She was gonna do some weird, like weird audience interaction. It's just like uh, why, <laughs> but, but yes, continue. Yeah. Um, as far as the news and stuff that's been happening, that's all I have. Uh, here's a little tidbit we can kind of go into. So this is um, Anthem's struggles at launch is reshaping how EA handles future games. So EA had a uh, had an um, investor meeting or um, whatever you want to call it where they do kind of lay out the, the future. And they the CEO goes into, Andrew Wilson goes in, into detail about how they learned from that release and they expect to kind of um, wind things back and you know uh, play them through or test them thoroughly and trying to give their um, developers a bit more time to kind of flush things out yeah but um that's good to hear that they're you know resetting somewhat and and learning from that horrible launch of anthem yeah but uh, yeah i'll be curious to see uh if they actually do right because <laughs> yeah. if they don't and this same article comes out again <laughs> They're going to get fucking skewered. Yeah. They're kind of <laughs> losing the good graces of, you know, fans by yeah. um, really botching these releases. So, Well, it's sort of this, it's it's this weird ebb and flow that's always been with Ubisoft and EA where it's like, who's the most hated yeah. of the yeah. two at any <laughs> point in time? And it really bounces back and right. forth. So. Right. Yep. Yep. And they have their own uh, E3 conference. So we'll see what they talk about as well. It'll be interesting. I... I bet they mention it. Uh, I bet they bring it up. Or, hmm. I bet the the controversy thing. I bet they bring it up. I know they've pushed some of the DLC further down the line, so imagine mm. they'll kind of detail the first big release. Maybe they make it um, not free, obviously, but like maybe they kind of change the pricing format to get people back in. You know, some kind of change of the model where they no. can just get fans back on board. Um, but yeah, I wonder. Can you imagine if they're just like our employees get? You know, this percentage of those DLC. <laughs> That'd be dope. So yeah. those people we tortured. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And then uh, that's another part of the conversation. It's like you can't just ideally. Yeah, for sure. You want to pay them, pay them more no matter what. But that doesn't fix the problem of everything else, like the demands from them in the first place. Yeah. But they should for sure at least be getting paid more. Yeah. Right off the bat. I think that was one of the things. And maybe don't quote me on this, but I think. Bungie was saying about when they kind of went independent from, uh, yeah, from Activision. Activision yep. Uh, it was that that was you know this all our DLC and stuff like that's going directly into us making the game. Gotcha. So by by supporting the game, you're supporting the people making the game, which is that's you good. know I I don't know if that is true, and I am remembering that correctly. Then that makes you feel really good about buying. Right. Uh, you know, a skin for your character or whatever, or a dumb dance. Right. Yeah, so. I, I do kind of, uh, it's something that's entered my mind within the last uh, five, ten years where it's like, I do want to help support as much as my wallet can handle these these teams. So by buying the DLC, by buying yeah. the, the title and when you know when it comes out or that kind of thing, I want to try and support them more. Yeah. Um, like that, that reminds me of the Mech Termination game. Um, I bought it. I haven't played it much. I just played like oh, the you bought it? intro. Yeah. Oh. But just because we talked about it, it's like, that's dope. I want to support him. It was like, yeah. I don't know, 15 bucks or something. Yeah. It's like, of course, you know, there's just give, give him the money. But uh, we got to play that game at some point. Oh, yeah. I just do. dabbled in the first little um, uh, intro level, and it's really cool. Really, well, really cool. You pick a day. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll do it. Okay. It's it's super. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
There's another uh, so a weird game. I wonder if you've seen. I feel like you probably have, mm. but we didn't talk about. It. Have you seen Snake Bus? I thought about buying. No. Is it called Snake Bus? Relive Snake it's as an ever-growing bus. bus in Snakey Bus. Snakey or Bus. And I'm seeing Snakey Bus or Snake Bus. It's either way. Pretty. I feel like this is sort of one of those. Really. Is this game art kind of things? Huh. Because, I mean, maybe that's just, like, the way they made the trailer yeah, to make it look really gorgeous. And it doesn't look like you're punished for, you know, hitting your snake bus like you are in <laughs> Snake. Yeah. Um, Whoa. <laughs> so we're looking at footage of it. Right. Uh, it's So it's physics-based. You're a, a bus that – so is your tail growing? Is the bus growing in size the more you complete these trips like Snake? I think so. Yeah, so you can. <laughs> Isn't that gorgeous, though? Yeah, that's awesome. Like even even without stylizing it, the graphics are just fun, and I wow. imagine it being sort of that Katamari experience of like, how love big it. can I make this thing? Yep. Or sort of, you know, Tony Hawk. What's the dumbest thing I can possibly <laughs> do? Yeah. And can I make it? Like, look how Mixed long that thing is. Yeah. That's awesome. Can I wrap myself around the Eiffel Tower? Like, right. what can I? And the globe, yeah. So, wait, did this already come out? Yeah, I think uh, I saw it on Steam, so I assume it came out. Oh, you got to play this and tell me how it goes. I'm sure my PC can't run that. It's kind of spendy. Oh, is it? It was like 25 bucks or something like mm. that. So I'm like, well, it's probably what they deserve. But right. The same <laughs> it's time, always that, yeah, the internal struggle. I don't know if I had that kind of cash. Wait till you're drunk and then you roll up on Steam and then, then you're just like. I don't do that anymore. Not <laughs> since I was in high school. In high school, it was, well, super easy, but. <laughs> Yeah, you'd always buy music off iTunes drunk, right? That was yeah, great. I would. My, <laughs> yeah. my first one, my first time dabbling was uh, You Can Dance If You Want to by Men in Hats. And I don't care who <laughs> likes that song. It's uh, awesome. It's, yeah. uh, it's a fucking terrible piece <laughs> of music. It is garbage incarnate in your ear hole. <laughs> um, I like that. Doop, 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 doop. I just love that. I feel like that little thing is playing in my mind all the time. That little intro. It's <laughs> 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 just, that's the code, <laughs> the code in my brain. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like someone's telling you very something very serious, and then you just cut to the person, and it's like boop 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 boop. boop. It'd be great if that was like your thinking noise. So like somebody <laughs> asks you some like a serious question, and you're just like, let me think on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. No, pull the plug. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something very serious. <laughs> oh, happy Mother's Day. Yes. I don't. <laughs> oh, whoops. Yeah, Gavin, that's about it for the video games. And nothing really coming out this week of note that I think of. It's, you know, for me, it's Rage 2, but I, uh, I didn't yeah. really see anything else prominent coming up. I hope you enjoy it. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think. It's not even the reviews. I don't necessarily think I can prioritize my money towards that game right now. Hmm. Um, well, yeah. You're in like me, Gavin. You can just throw I it hope you left and right. Enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. I hope it puts a smile <laughs> on your face. Yeah, that's really it for the week. Gavin, let's put a feather in our cap, as they say, and let's end it. Are you were you upset with that response? <laughs> Ernie Gavin. Is that what they say? That's what the kids say. If you if you skateboard by the by the smoke shops, that's what they're saying. Isn't it isn't it like notch in your belt or I don't know. Um, Gavin, <laughs> where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at drunk devs and literally don't look anywhere else. Cause I don't update anything else. Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> well, and I'm Fonzie Pants online. Alrighty, guys. That's it for this week. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.